Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. It's not just a loss for technology, but it's a loss for pretty much humankind. Right. We have a visionary who was someone who would come out with great products that, of course, all of us tech geeks would jump all over. And But for, aside from that, the astronomical numbers of sales only means that what he came up with, the vision that he had, was a deep impact. Right, that, it changed the whole world. That ding in the universe that so many of us try to achieve, he actually did it. Time and time again, too, not just once. So we have to go back to... There's numerous things that he's done. He's contributed to you know, the entertainment business, the music business, the technology business, the computing business... I don't think there's a single industry that he hasn't contributed to. In some way, yeah, touched at one point or another. Like the way we produce media, the way we consume media, the way we economically sustain ourselves. Right. I mean, even going down to like how you recycle products, there was probably something that he had to do with that. The funny thing about the way Apple was always run and will still be run is like a big startup where there's a bunch of vice presidents of little sections little of sections, the company. Yeah. But everyone would report to Steve Jobs. There was this great, like, Fortune article that kind of showed that, like, relationship between people. Whereas Google is, like, a strict hierarchy or, like, Microsoft is, like, a hierarchy. It was more it's like a real bureaucracy, everyone. Whereas yeah. this was more of a, an actual, like, entrepreneurial company. So, so you can't say that Steve didn't have a role in almost everything that happened. And up until his last days... He continued to contribute every single product day until he could no longer until right. he was like all right finally i have to step down and that was in february or march and then soon after six months later or something like that you know the right. tragic news comes out but i think that the the coolest thing is that for the next four product cycles we'll still see steve jobs oh well we'll i as think the we'll articles see, have read i think we'll see steve jobs forever I mean, as long as Apple continues to exist and as long as other people wish to innovate like in his image. Right. I just know. saw several articles that say like he's already like set up the next four projects. So in a, in a sense, he still touched those next four projects. And we have to, and we have to, we've already kind of belabored that point when we had our step down article. Right. We talked about like what in our podcast, in our last podcast, when we talked about Steve Jobs actually stepping down, we knew this was sort of the inevitable thing. I didn't think it was going to happen so soon, but, but we, in, we already discussed that, yeah, Tim Cook is, it has the vision. He was, spoke to Steve probably on a daily basis, unless he was in, you know, dire emergency. And there is a plan. There is a plan. And if there's not a plan after four or five years, well, you got to think that someone's going to step up. Right. You know? Something will happen, and Apple will continue to move on. Like it It'll continue a, to go. It was a giant brain trust, and it's only going to continue going the right direction. But, you know, sad day for the technology industry and everybody, and, you know, but life. Right. Life goes go. on. So. But, I mean, big biography coming out. They pushed up the date of that about a month. 
it, which uh, is great. I can't wait for the book. Right, I've already pre-ordered. I was one of the like four hundred thousand people that pre-ordered on Amazon's website on that day or later. The, the same day, yeah. Oh, okay. So, I am intrigued to pre-order on Amazon. I think I would rather go to the bookstore and buy it ultimately. Ah, just here we because go. Another I one of those days. <laughs> We're gonna argue which one's which. Just saying. When I recently I bought a camera from Amazon, and I love Amazon. Don't get me wrong. I think it's cheap. It's fast. It's but there's some genesis qua. <laughs> To go. going and getting it and having it on the day, you know, like when I pre-ordered my iPhone, not the one now, but the first one, I was, or not my, uh, not the iPhone, sorry, the MacBook Air, the one I have here. Right. I had to wait a whole week and a half and you had yours like before me or almost. Right. Almost, yeah. So the waiting is just killer. And like, because we read all of these tech news things. It's undoubtedly so that someone's going to come out with like quotes and stuff from that article. Oh, yeah, it'll be ruined. And eh? it's like a spoiler alert. Like, I just need to, when that book comes out, I'm just going to sit and like not read anything. Like, no Mac, I'm sure Mac Rumors is going to have an article as to what was in it. And that's just annoying, you know? Like, I'm sure there's a lot of cool stuff that is going to be in there that people are just going to give away. And I want to be able to to see it and feel it for yourself. So. I think that the biography served, you know, of course, two purposes. One being that it's for the masses of people who always wanted to know what was going on. But, I mean, he said he wanted to even let his kids know. Right, and that's, yeah, that's what he said. It was specifically, why why did you do this after so many years? And he said he wanted, you know, to let mm-hmm. his children who he wasn't always there for because he was really busy. So, pretty excited him. about yeah. that. Um, I thought it was pretty noble. Google canceling right. the ice cream sandwich event. Uh, I, and other people, too, in the tech industry kind of waiting. And, and right. the response was overwhelming. I think it was just terrific stuff. I, yeah, I, I noble, yes, but also contrasting that with Apple themselves going ahead with their iPhone pre-order right. plan and whatever. I think that's exactly what Steve would have wanted. Though. Oh, absolutely. And and I think Steve would have, in general, not cared at all if people continued on with their product cycles or yeah. whatever. It's very nice gesture. And, you know, hats off to those people and everyone who's contributed their sites with a memorial or something like that. I think that's terrific stuff. I like Panics a whole lot. But, um, yeah. you know... I'm sure now we can put that to rest and things need to go and there'll be another Steve someday. Right, someday. So, or if not Steve, someone better or or someone, someone close. equally equivalent, yeah. you know? Yeah. So with that, let's let's go ahead with the rest of uh, today's topic. So, on the song, to go move away from the somber note, let's well, we're let's do go what back we to do. Topic so let's like do let's do what we do best and criticize the hell out of something. And as usual, it's Google Plus and our Dart sites. So, Google Plus, um, you know, we've talked about it several times on the show. Always wanting it to have that traction. You know, we, I don't know about you, but for myself. We both wanted this thing to right, right. kick off. I think we both really wanted to kick off, especially considering that most of our digital lives, if it's not on Facebook, it is on Google. So right. you would think if Google came out with a product that most people would use it. It'd well, as it turns out, there was a study done that the management themselves, the management themselves, of the people on the management, most people don't even care to use it. So if we pull up the article, which Chris should so diligently do, well, that's there's one article about the overall loss of traffic, which is like apparently the 1,296% increase effectively was wiped away over the past like month over time because, you know, for the reasons that we've already talked about, like how do you make Google Plus sticky? Well, there's got to be a way to get into that content. 
and you have way too many tabs open. Yeah, this buddy. is what happens when we. Uh... So, on this chart, I mean, walk walk us through it here. What's going on here? All right. So we've got. Who wrote uh, this? Where did this come from? Where did this come from? Uh, the understatement is uh, who published Michael this. Michael Degusta, who I've never heard of Michael just. Before. Just went through and went through the company, the CEOs of, or the vice presidents of the company and said, well, how many of you actually use it? Well, three of them don't even have accounts, which I find pretty interesting. Board members, SVP of uh, corporate development, the executive chairman. Eric Schmidt. Eric Schmidt does not have an account. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty classy there. Um, no post ever would be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Which looks like about 40%. Right. A lot of board members have never posted, but I'll give them credit. They signed up for the service, I guess. One, two, three, four, five people have minimal use. Mind you, both of those being uh, Sergey Brin and Larry Page. So what does minimal use mean? Did they talk about that, I'm what, what that is? What... I'm sure it says somewhere what minimal use means. Probably. Let's do a... Uh, well, I'm sure he probably means like one post a week or something. Like active must clearly mean you use it as your primary social well, network. Well, clearly the dominant force is the uh, two active Google Plus users. Right. The now, he makes a note that, well, these numbers could be skewed because Google in itself is m trying to make this a private sharing kind of space. So... Anything that's public is not showing up on his metrics. But I think his counter to that being, he, he, he mentions it and he says, the first one. So Google isn't about public sharing. Well, no, it isn't. But one of the key distinguishing features of Google Plus is combining Facebook style privating sharing with friending with, you know, blah, 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 Facebook, Twitter, everything put together. So I think it's a reasonable to assume the correlation between private and public use. If you were constantly posting things on a service and each time you were given the option to make it public or private, surely sometimes you'd make it public, especially as a somewhat public fee figure wanting to help promote your own company to get the service going. So I think that's a valid point, and that's why I really liked this article. Just a you know, big smack in the face, like, what are you guys doing, right? right? So why? I mean, it goes back to what, we, what I posted and what MG mm -hmm. kind of posted, too, about making it sticky. I mean, yeah, I mean, wh what makes what makes a service sticky? Well, there's got to be some sort of advantage, something to pull me away, there's and there's really nothing at all. And there's nothing. There's nothing at all. Hopefully, I mean, this is on my mind every day because we have a, of course, we have an interaction design project to do this for in a class, and my top sort of priority is to think about what is the main changes we could see, and one of those changes that I find most interesting is the deep integration of apps. Where is that? Where is the deep integration with calendar? Where's the mail integration? Where's the exciting Any, things? Anything, right? Like I want to be able to start a hangout and, and make that a calendar agenda item. Right. And it would be so easy instantly. to do. I mean, cause if everything is in Google, why not integrate all the systems together? I mean, what mail client do you use the most? Obviously I use the email client, which is essentially Google Through apps. Google. Yeah. Right. That's my point. So where is that? It's just not there anyway. So as a result, they're losing percentage of share um, down significantly, and they're decreasing, whereas Facebook and Twitter are continuing to increase their share. Um, right. 
it's dangerous stuff. You know, this is a lot of money put into this service, and they're doing way more with it than they ever did with Google uh, Buzz. Buzz or yeah. Wave. Or you, well, you would think they're doing way more. Are they really doing way more? Think it's, about. Well, let me put it this way: it's getting talked about more than Google Buzz and Google Wave did. Like, I do you think that even because I thought Wave was getting talked about quite a bit when it first came out. I remember this specific same sort of thing. Where people were excited about what a wave could do for educational institutions and stuff like that. And then ultimately, the same thing happened about so a month what, or two later. What do you think? If Google Plus fails, are they going for it a third time? Um, I think, well, I think there definitely needs to be a go around with social media. But you need to build it from the ground up. You can't, you can't half-heartedly build an extension to your... Right. You know, even though they've really tried like integrating it in there, it's just nobody wants to click on that. There needs to be a landing. There needs to be a reason to go there, and that like reason to go there is prevalent to the few of the many. Right. So, and the marketing, by the way, is completely non-existent. I, I just, mean, I, I don't see the need for these big companies, though, like Google and Apple and companies, to like get involved in social media. Like they're a different company, and they probably had to focus on. It's just like Ping. Like, how many people do you know? You're the only person I know who regularly uses Ping, or that I still see occasionally come across with a Ping thing. I use it because I, you know, I, I've wanted to give it a try and see how I can promote it in some ways. But yeah, it's I quite just, useless. I, I, I just feel like there's no purpose. Now like, take Spotify on the other hand, which um, I guess is one of our topics here. Now Spotify is a huge. Uh, you know, proponent of using Facebook sharing so much so that you need a Facebook account to use Spotify these right. days. Well, yeah, if you got in from the at the beginning, but you don't you have, still, to have yeah. then. But now you need a Facebook account to use Spotify, and it's increasing the sharing of music, and it's making Facebook a digital hub. You look at Google Plus; all it is is just a stream of content, whereas right. the content stream in Facebook aggregates the content from other people and makes the stories more meaningful and makes you want to click on them and investigate them. Why are so many people talking about this? So when a new song comes out or a new share comes out from Spotify, if enough people click on it, enough people will enjoy it and it all brings traffic back into the parent service Facebook. so google has all this money why didn't why didn't they try something like that like imagine well, the users they're yeah. acquiring left and right you know numerous companies and they have all these this data and all of these people and all of this traffic and i feel like it's just sitting there like waiting to be used it, right. it's it's i don't know it's mind-boggling to me uh, if i there's so many different recommendations um, when you look at any service when you first started out the thing let's take facebook as a case study when facebook came out they talked they only gave it to one slice of the small pie of clientele that they had right college students at harvard then they opened it a and then they more. opened it a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more and then exploded out of nowhere google plus on the other hand is an open beta to pretty much any google any, user basically. any google user which who is may have heard basically of it. all of the country all of the world and yeah, they learned about their product a little bit, but did they learn enough? Did they learn enough to tweak it or make people understand what was going on? Or was there even a, a bigger playground enough to even do anything? I, anyway, so still some work to be done. The management number is certainly disturbing, but there's definitely deeper issues here that 
can be fleshed out. We ought to just spend a podcast talking about it since we talk about it so much yes. in little bits. Just the best of Weekly D, Google+. Plus. Don't, don't worry. Know. I think at some point we'll talk about its death. <sighs> so, well, okay. All right. Calling yeah. you on that one. That's fine. Anyway. You regularly make these bold statements, so I'm making one today. Well, let's talk about a death in a different light. I, the writing's on the wall on this one, I mean. So Netflix recently, I think I would say probably like three, four weeks ago, right. said we were going to spin off our DVD service or our, our streaming service into a new sort of parent, uh, spin-off company called Quickster. And Quickster was going to be the portal for instant streaming and DVDs by mail was going to go through Netflix. So supposedly the people who wanted both would have to go to each different site or something or would go to the same site and get ported into the other one if they, whatever. It I got, think it would eventually they It was already complicated to even think about it. So Netflix realized that, I guess, two days ago, three days ago, and sent out another apology email. Said, hey, we screwed up again. <laughs> so no more Quickster. Um, still leaves some lingering questions, though. I don't know if the gaming thing's still going to happen. Apparently, Dan Former said it is going to happen. I think the gaming thing needs to happen, but I think that there needs to be more marketing done in that direction if they want to make it a big deal. Right. But um, in terms of the decision, okay, I still think it's a good idea. I still think it was a wise move to consider that this is happening, that there is a dichotomy within their users that some people just like to stream and other people like to get DVDs and more people like to stream than get DVDs. I mean, that's the data. Yeah. And if streaming gets better and better, then more people, more people will jump drop, to that. Yeah. But I do think that it's better that it's all on the same site. So, Well, I think it's interesting, too, that they apologized for the price hikes and they're like, we won't have any more pricing changes. We understand that. Well, now, well, and it wasn't pricing change. Now it's just an annoying, like, culture change. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing that they didn't make Quickster officially live and then can the Oh, I think that would have been, yeah, the worst. Uh, that probably would have just dis- not destroyed them, but I think it would have done a pretty significant harm to them. I wonder if that guy with the Quickster Twitter handle <laughs> sold it or not. Because right. now... I hope he, for his sake, I hope he did. Yeah. Anyway. Well, iPhone 4S. Pre-orders are insane. Yeah, beyond insane. One million pre-orders in twenty-four hours. Just what for a device? We everyone in the tech world was like, eh. Yeah, so much for a muted response, as I quoted. Yeah. Um, you know, it comes down to how you pitch it. I mean, it's very obvious why you would buy a iPhone 4S. You buy it for Siri. Right. Early benchmarks for the camera. Sixty-eight percent faster. Seven times. (laughs) Uh, Huge. I mean, like. If that's if that's the number, but I wonder if app developers are going to take advantage of that speed. See, the thing is now the development platforms, the people out there will have to recode or do something right, with their applications to, take... to actually take advantage of that. Like Infinity Blade is going to rewrite their whole sequel because of the raw processing power that's you know sure, sure. in there. But other app developers, eh. Probably they may not. think to themselves, oh, the iPhone 4 is already good. Our software already looks good. We don't have to change the display at all. Right. So that's a bonus, by the way. Huge bonus that display they kept change, the display yeah. the same. Oh, absolutely. Um, personally, if it was bigger, I mean, in America, bigger is better. And not just with the size, but camera pixel density. You know, it's no wonder why people will flock for that reason alone. Yeah, I mean, I saw some of the early, like, shots it looks like it's a pretty powerful camera i'd still prefer the point and shoot that i just purchased but i mean 
the iPhone 4S has a good camera. Yeah. And now if you were looking for that phone with the really nice camera and you didn't think the iPhone was great because other ones have 8 megapixels, blah, 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 blah. Well, there you go. Second no argument anymore. So it's clear for the reasons that people chose it. Um, I still don't think I'll jump to the 4S myself. Uh, I got till Friday to decide. Okay. I'll go wait in line if I wanted. Meanwhile, in general iOS devices and particularly iPads are dominating digital 97% of the tablet market uh, on web browsers. Are you kidding 97%. me? 97%. Are you kidding me? How, I wonder how that makes uh, Motorola feel with its Zoom. Forget that. How does that make anyway, Google feel? Yeah. How does that make the market feel about what they have to do? It's no wonder that people are trying to copy the iPad because the iPad is the iPad. They're looking at like a mountain to climb. It's I, I best of luck. I really liked some of the other statistics that came out of that Comscore report, though. It's becoming more clear that public Wi-Fi usage is, you know, more prevalent. Mm-hmm. Mobile usage, browsing usage is more prevalent, and there's there's good statistics to back the decisions that companies may make when coming out with their next application thinking to themselves well if mobile's big then maybe we should penetrate the mobile space and you know ipads are the primary the the pioneer of that movement but it's not to say that other some other giant couldn't come in and you 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 have a good ecosystem in android it's just it's so fragmented that it's difficult to develop for. Right. And Google's trying, I mean, to, in their defense. Like, With the ice cream sandwich. We'll yeah. see how that actually plays out. But even if you had ice cream sandwich, you still have the display problem, which is a big problem. Yeah, because you've got so many devices that might be running at certain different at certain types of display. I mean, and their size period. Like some why do you think three. that the iPhone 4S came out right now? It's kind of to give people a breather. Almost. An 18-month development cycle is completely reasonable. So after 18 months of developing an application only to find out that the iPhone's been upgraded and your app may not be used anymore because of the screen scribes or whatever. Ter- I mean, people would Devastating. be so cranky. Devastating. I mean, initial gut response would be like, oh, great, it's a new-looking iPhone, and consumers would be happy. But the developers, the developers yeah, roll their eyes and say, oh, here we go again. So it's a win-win for kind of both. And now you can kind of see why these decisions make sense moving forward. Right. Uh, I guess we already talked about the Facebook when it comes to media integration. Um, but release... the dominating factor, never had an iPad app. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, WebOS was rocking the iPad app. But now they do. Right. Apparently looks really sleek. A lot I, of my designer friends are saying this is the greatest thing ever and they should win an award. What do you think? I, I really liked it. If you recall, I used it. Uh, there was that leak where you could change a couple of files and get it on your iPad early and then they shut it down pretty quickly. I liked it then. I still like it. I think that I'll probably start using Facebook on my iPad a lot more now because of it. I think it, it's really clean. Uh, do you have the new update on your iPhone yet? Because it actually, I mean, it's pretty similar. You mean in terms of what? The new Facebook. Like, there's that sidebar. There's, uh, let let's see. let's pull it up it. really fast. Maybe. Oh, they got a splash screen now. Yeah, it's the same splash screen for the iPad. But it's, oh, it's clean. No like wonder it. the Facebook that I'm currently using really sucks. Yeah, this one is really snazzy. Uh, it's slow, though. Oh, my God. I know, right? Why would you do this, though, on a, such a small screen? It works really well on the bigger screen. Yeah, but like, so I have to swipe left and right, or why is it? It's like literally frozen. 
Oh, I see what's going on. I was thinking to swipe left and right. I still I, don't have that time. I, yeah, I wondered if you'd seen it yet, so that's why I pulled it up. I don't have that yet. It's, I've heard it's kind of creepy. It's okay. Like it's I your mean, life flashing before I mean, your eyes. What more could you want? Big mug shots of me everywhere. Hmm. Well, anyway, <clears throat> I have to check this out. But yeah. um, I expect a full report tomorrow. Okay, so Facebook really finally releasing their iPad app, making media more prominent. Exciting stuff. Um, the design work, I guess, in the iPad is great. Um, I'm not sold on what I initially see here on the iPhone, but maybe yeah, I'll be convinced yeah, yeah. over some repeated usage. You weren't really sold on full-screen apps either, and look where you are now. That's true. <laughs> you know, I use them sometimes, but not all the time. Yeah. Um, so, uh, nuance? So, you've heard of Swipe. Right, right. Most people I, have I've heard of the, Swipe. Yeah. Swipe, spelled S-W-Y-P-E, is a technology to text message on Android phones. So rather than punting and pecking or even using a QWERTY-style sort of entry where you would tap each key, the concept of swipe is where you start on the beginning letter of a word and swipe to each next letter, which means to say you would drag your finger to the next letter turn and drag to the next letter and so on until you come out with the, the, the final word, word. Yeah. and then you let go. So you're swiping back and forth and then supposedly the algorithm knows that on a turning point you're intending for that letter to be the next letter. And there's also predictions based in there right. as to where you want it to actually end or turn. So that requires a lot of artificial intelligence and understanding of the way the lexicon of the human, you know, language works, particularly in English, because I don't know if this is actually supported on any other language. But I don't know. So anyway, English language. So you swipe here and there, blah, 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 and you come out with your sentence. Well, Nuance is a company that specializes in speech to text. Voice, yeah. And in particular, language transcription. So... Imagine a company like that who is taking raw data from speech and translating into text, and then a company that is taking raw data in swiping and converting it into text. So it only makes sense that probably these both companies can share something and come out with an even better algorithm or better understanding of human input into right. mobile devices. And to me, both these companies are extremely cool, like what they're doing. It's interesting, though, that Siri apparently had nothing to do with Nuance. Yeah, Completely. at first I think a lot of rumors were that that was something was like that, but I, I saw that as well, that they were not at all related. But they instead used uh, Siri, uh, the, the actual app Siri, when they made their... Um, voice recognition application, which also had some really cool AI. I yeah. don't know how they did their voice transcription. I don't even think they do much of it, considering that they just pick out keywords and kind of reparse it. Right. Because I can say something, and Siri will pop up and say it's something completely different, but it's the same idea. It, mm -hmm. had, it didn't lose any meaning. It's just syntactically altered. Whereas Nuance and Swipe try to directly map your syntax. Right to the syntax you were trying to say. Doesn't really look at the meaning of the sentence, really. It probably does not. It may, it may for, in terms of where words would go in a sentence, that's an interesting feature. I, that would be nice. Yeah. Where instead of saying, I don't want to go to the park, like, you know, back when T9 was being used, sometimes you would type don't and it says foot. Right. So I foot want to go to the park makes no sense. But if you had an artificial intelligence sort of algorithm it in the background, it would catch it. It realized, well, you wouldn't say I foot anything. 
So I don't makes more sense. So maybe that's kind of the direction things are going. I hope so, because that would be huge. I think it'd be really cool. I think people would really enjoy it. I want, and, but unfortunately, an Android thing. Alas. Yeah. But, uh, last thing I want to talk about. Saw this on our, um, Wired, I think. Wired or Ars Technica? Who posted this? Uh, Ars Technica. Yeah. They posted a preview of the next Super Mario oh, on Nintendo wired? 3. Uh, man, it was Wired. No. No. Okay. But it, it references from Wired. Oh, I, I did? Oh. Darn it. Okay. I have to change that. Sorry to... No, it's by Chris Cole oh, okay. of Wired.com, but it's being posted oh, by Oh, okay. We're I just see. a big, like, third middleman here. Wow. Okay, so ours reposted an article from Wired talking about how Super Mario, the next, you know, and Mario is Mario, and the yeah. Nintendo flagship game. Of course, they have to have a game on the Nintendo 3DS. So what do they do to leverage the 3D technology? They decide that 3D, yeah, it's cool, okay? You can view things in 3D, blah, blah, blah. Mario, traditionally a 2D sort of platforming game, has been put in 3D before in the Nintendo 64, the GameCube, the Wii, so on and so forth. But recently, they've gone kind of old school with the way they've been showing their games. You know, a lot of the newer Mario games go back to the 2D element. A Paper oh, yeah. Mario is a huge game. It's actually right. more fun than some of the 3D ones, in my opinion. So this one is no exception. It's a 2D game. But if you slide the 3D slider up to make it 3D, elements of the game that were previously hidden come into view. Oh, that's kind of cool. So you're running around in the game, and you see like a block, and the block in 2D sh- has a picture of a one-up mushroom, but you don't know if you can hit it. So you turn it into 3D, and it turns out it's just a wall. It's not a block at all. It's just a picture on a wall. So it kind of like deters you from hitting it, or it makes you forces you to use 3D in new ways. I don't know if you have to use 3D to actually advance in a level or like say, it beat a like boss. Gameplay has to be like if that were the case, then the game is way more exciting, but way more schizophrenic too. Because I feel like right, I would be, be constantly down, sliding that all the time, which is kind of mind-boggling. If you've ever played the 3DS, by the way, the switching back and forth hurts your head. I mean, I can't even handle playing 3D games, first of all, let alone watch 3D movies. But now, having that forced on people... I'm sure it's not forced, though. I'm sure you could play the game with 2D, or I'm sure you can turn off that necessity for needing 3D, and the game will be altered. But for people who like the stereoscopic sort of thing, it's an interesting direction. And maybe this is the kind of thing people actually need to do like 3D really, yeah. as a way to augment your gaming experience, not just direct just throw some 3D showing there, some yeah. in there and like call it a day. And that's what it comes back to when it comes to movies too. So like movies that are being made into 3D now look terrible. Like Star Wars in 3D is going to be terrible. Right, because it wasn't originally intended to be in 3D. But Avatar and other 3D movies are that fantastic. were thought of in 3D that actually use two very large HD cameras for your left and right eye, huge difference than to take one camera right. angle and kind of layer it on each other to give that cheap illusion of 3D. Right. So 
And why does Star Wars need to be in 3D I, anyway? I think it's so I, stupid. Whatever, you know? I still have yet to even see a 3D movie. Ever. Well, watch Avatar, but beyond that, uh, for the entertainment value of the 3D, but beyond that, it's kind of like, eh. Yeah. There's I this mean, cool little scene when they're in the forest and like the lighting is like glowing and like lifted off the ground a little bit. It can actually you still catch adds Avatar to the 3D, or do I need to go buy a 3D TV in order to catch uh, no, it? No, I think you need to go buy. The, oh, so yeah, well, yeah, perfect. Well, I'll spend. Well, PlayStation Three doesn't it now support 3D output? I don't know because with a with a simple software. Remember, upgrade? I'm consoleless. Oh, all right. Well. All right. Well, so iOS five drops tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. You excited? I yeah. I already got it. I mean, <laughs> we already have it here. We've been using it for some time. Uh, watch for a review. Right. Yeah. And iTunes five came, or iTunes ten point five came out earlier this after or this morning. So I can't wait to mo- convert my mobile me to iCloud. I haven't done that. I'm sure you probably already. Have been I actually using haven't because I use Gallery and some of the other mobile okay. me things. Well, um, but. We'll definitely talk about iOS 5 and whatever else next look week. Look for a review. Look for a better review of iTunes Match. Been using it for a while, but didn't want to break those NDAs and lose my developer rights, so should be exciting. And hey, guess what? What? We're still looking for sponsors. Oh, right. So if you want to sponsor our show, check us out, weeklydownload.com. Click on the sponsorships link and read our stuff. If you're interested, you can email us, contact at weeklydownload.com. We're also on Twitter, at Weekly D, and on Facebook, Weekly D. We have a Facebook. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So you can check us out on all those sites, and we look forward to hearing from you. Tune in next week. See you next time.